The Nostalgia Test podcast is joined by special guest pop singer Cadence to help put five ska punk cover songs to the ultimate test. Welcome to the Nostalgia Test Podcast, the show where two longtime friends put their mainstream pop culture past to the ultimate test, the Nostalgia Test. All right, welcome everyone to another episode of the Nostalgia Test Podcast. I'm Dan Dissinger here in L.A., and I'm here with my longtime friend and co-host, Manny Coelho, there in New York. Manny, how are you doing tonight? What's up, Dan? Uh, you know, always always doing great over here in New York. I'm excited. We got another music episode. Love those Stay music away episodes. away from those movies. If you guys mm. haven't checked it out, we did Rocky. We started our Rocky Marathon. If you haven't checked it out, you're missing out. We had a great time with measuring the score. Mm. We did, uh, it was episode 46. Dan, I remember the episode number this time. You remember you the episode like, number? You remember that we're on the podcast and not on your brewery. This is all good yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean everything's everything's going great here. I and haven't if, been. Yeah, <laughs> and everyone should notice that like the sound is so much better. Got my microphone after a full year away from. Man, my we've been talking about this forever. I'm so glad you were allowed to go out and uh, go get that mic. Uh, so, so happy. happy. So when, happy. You, when you like spoke into it before, I was like, oh, there it is. It's awesome, there right? It is. It's like Wait, listen. Like, I'm so excited. We got. A music episode, yes. and it's a list, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. So everyone loves our lists, and it's a guest episode. Yeah, we're really excited about this next get with our guest today. Um, we're here with pop singer Cadence, and Cadence is there in Virginia. Thank you so much for coming. How are you Thanks doing? Thanks for having me. Doing awesome. So excited to be here. Thanks, guys. Oh, great to have you. Um, we're super excited. I mean, it's always great to have a musician when we have these music episodes, because Manny and I totally not. Is it though, time. Dan? Because I always feel I'm like, man, <laughs> the musicians are going to just show how bad we are at talking about music. <laughs> I think so. non-musicians can be great pop culture critics. So. That's true. I, I thank you. I think we're doing a pretty good job, Manny. I mean, I think we are. Cadence I think is we telling are. us I'm, we're doing a good job. I think we'll take his Cadence, tell us a little bit about yourself. Let let people know where they can follow you. Your new uh, single's coming out. So yeah. give us a little <clears throat> info about you. Yeah, so I was born born and raised in Long Island, New York. And um, yeah, This is a Long Island episode, guys. It's a, it's Long, a Long Island. Island. <laughs> and I started Fist pumping. Actually, Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> I started my career actually as a as a dancer, and so I went to a high school for the for the performing arts and and you know pursued intense you know dance for several years and I mean I had a couple opportunities to sing and I sang and and I knew I could sing but it just hadn't clicked yet that I was supposed to uh, but at the age of nineteen I began to sing and record demos and and I was in a couple boy bands I had you know I sang in some great R and B soul clubs in New York City and you know and then fell in love and got married. And so uh, I uh, took a break to to have a family. And it's just been a, you know, cool chain of events in the last last year that have led me to pick back up my dream and uh, and, and start writing and producing again. So I did I released my first single, it's Broken, and it's Cadence with a K. 
Um, you, and it, you can find it on Apple Music, Spotify, any uh, download platform. And excited about that, we did a four-week marketing campaign, and there was 160,000 streams. So I was really, really pleased with that. And now we're we're set to release my next single, Sign Me Up, on June 4th. So that's that's awesome. the, that's the brief. That's the the reader's digest. That's a brief one. Yeah. So you yeah. started a family. What were you doing in between? You know, like every. I mean, I went to school for film. I became an electrician for eighteen years. Started a brewery five years ago. Shameless plugs. It's L I T H O L G Y Brewery. Nice. But um, what were you doing in between? So I'm one of those people that get bored quickly, and so I've done quite a bit. Um, I was in the restaurant business for ten years. Manage restaurants on the Upper East Side of New York and Upper West Side, excuse me, Lower East Side. And I'm also a real estate agent. And so, you know, I've kind of had multiple streams of income working for me in my life, raising four kids. So I had four, four and eight years, yeah. Four kids? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just wow. told my son, who's playing the Xbox in the room next door, I'm like, if I hear you curse or throw that remote one time, <laughs> I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> you know? Oh, wow. So That's it's amazing a, uh, how behind the scenes we've got these other lives going on, you know? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, that's an amazing story. I mean, I feel like we should have you on. We have to have you on again and just tell your like whole story. I mean, because we should have Cadence back on because I would love to hear more about, you know, the creative journey, because sometimes it's not as linear as everyone thinks. And that like now is like a perfect time for everyone to kind of like pick up their creative, you know, everything that they want to do creatively and like put it out there. And it's really awesome that like your new song is going to come out this week and the summer's coming and it's like outside music and it's like everyone's going ready to have a good time so it's like we're you know it's super exciting for that to be coming out and you know what you said is it's exactly the the heart of what i'm doing because mm. i spent 15 years you know raising kids but i found myself losing myself because mm. i stopped honoring who i am you know yeah. and that was stopping making music so part of if i can inspire one person who, like you're saying, maybe you didn't have the linear journey. I was, t- I was ten years in show business, and then I took a fifteen year break. But you know, it's it's my call to write and produce music. It's my it's a calling. It's it just mm. doesn't leave my soul. So if we mm. can inspire one person to pick back up their creativity and their dream, that's that would be amazing. I love. Yeah, that. I also love the message of like it's never too late. Everyone's finish line is different. Everyone's starting point is different. Someone's yeah. on first base, another person's on third base, and it doesn't it doesn't matter. So yes. that's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Thanks, guys. So I'm really excited about diving into this because mm. I mean, obviously, these songs um, were you know the originals of these songs are nostalgic, yeah. and now then also I didn't know if you I don't know if you were a ska fan, like ska punk guy. <laughs> Like, are you a ska punk fan? Uh, no, not not particularly. I mean, just not okay. exposed, not exposed enough. Right. Okay. Yeah, I feel like ska. Like, so, just to let everyone know, Manny, why don't you let everyone know? Like, the list oh yeah, like, I, we, we didn't tell. Totally, we got so deep totally over, already forgot, that we like, didn't tell everyone. Guys, we're, we're doing a uh, ska, <laughs> a list of ska cover songs. Yeah. So ska bands that covered uh, a bunch of famous songs. The songs are "I'm Gonna Walk 500 Miles," MXPX. 99 Red Balloons by Goldfinger, Smooth Criminal by Alien Ant Farm, Glory of Love by Newfound Glory, and Take On Me by Real Big Fish. Yeah, yeah. 
These were some great covers. I mean, I feel like, you know, when when I put this list together, there was a few others that I was thinking of, but I was like, when I heard them, I was like, these were the covers. Like, these were the cover songs that really kind of, during that time, like, ska punk bands were covering. And I feel like this was a moment in time where, like, punk bands and ska bands are doing a ton of cover songs i mean the newfound glory one i mean there was a whole album they have like three cover albums mxpx has like a ton of cover albums and i feel like this was a thing like covering these big songs now there's not too many cover songs dude well you got to start off with if you want to make a name for yourself even back then like you know there wasn't so much social media like it is now covering songs was like your best way to first of all get like i don't want to call them cheap cheap applause but like people if you did a really good cover like people just wanted to hear it like i went to a show recently before the shutdown at the paramount real big fish um you know newfound glory was there playing just covers they had come up with a new another new album dan wow they did like frozen what like they're talking yeah and it was uh, bro it was awesome because you you get two different groups now at these concerts really young kids and then like the 35 to 45 year olds who used to listen to sky and emo back in the day that still want to like be nostalgic and everyone was wilding out like wow wilding out and um so it was great but um yeah i remember this time dan like everyone was doing covers so in a way they were being nostalgic doing covers that they liked and then like also showing their range of different like you know different ideas of how to take a song and make it their own and i like this test because i also got to like think think of like a couple things like um the original song and then whether or not i really like the scott band or not or whatever band actually did the cover yeah yeah but yeah what did you think, Cadence? Like, so you're not a fan of you weren't really a fan of ska, but I'm just, sure you know some. Just not of enough exposure. I mean, my my past, my first five years recording was primarily rhythm and blues, R and B, soul, okay. and so and. But I oh, always nice. loved. I mean, I I'm such a connoisseur of music that mm. I, I loved emo. I loved you know some punk. I loved you know uh, pop music. Uh, I loved rock and roll. It was hard because I've always kind of been straddled across the genres, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I didn't. I didn't have too much exposure to ska. Pop What's music, that? yeah, yeah. You you don't know any of the bands that are on here. No, I don't. No, but okay, I know. So I know. I to, know all the songs. So yeah. this is awesome because I, love I find this great because yeah. you're listening to it not like being tainted by like your fandom for the band. You're actually listening to it like whether it was a good cover. Yeah. Right. And like, a, did you great. enjoy? And you're a musician, so you like the art of like making music. Uh, how did yeah. did yeah. the band do their job? Did they make it different? Did they make it their own? Was it even a good mm. cover at all? So that's right. I'm loving yeah. this because we get to dissect this in so yeah. many different ways. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm like I was a fan years. of all these. Like, <laughs> all right, so let's talk about the first one. So the first one we're looking at is uh, "I'll Walk 500 Miles" by MXPX. All right, so that's as much as we probably can get away with. <laughs> yeah. But there you go. So MXPX, 500 miles, first impressions. We'll put it out there. What do you got? I'm going to let Cadence go first. Because okay. I got a lot to say. So. I really, I actually really enjoyed it. I really, I thought they did a great job. You could tell it, obviously, it's a different singer. You know, you can see mm-hmm. here, here the, the, the quality of the, the difference, the different qualities in, in the voice. 
but I, you know, I lo- I personally do covers too, and I love, you know, the process of applying your own instinct to a song. So I, I don't want to hear a, a band, cover band, do exactly what. I don't want them to do, to get too far away from the song, but I also want to hear something new, you know, something, a, a little something different. And I feel, I feel, mm. they, I feel they did a good job. Mm. So you enjoyed it? Like I did. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Like, I don't want it to be too, too much of the same. Cause then like, why not just listen to the same song? Yeah. Like you didn't really do anything. Right. I agree that they did a good job of like making it their own. I don't know why. I think, Dan, you said it, this is too personal <laughs> to me because this was my wedding song. Yeah. And um, I had one of my best friends who's been on this podcast, who's a musician also. He sung this in a cover of version, like in a way that has also been covered by this um, band called Sleep No More. And they did it. They slowed it down. Like, yeah. And it was, a phen- it's a phenomenal song. I, I tear up listening to it. It's such, it's so good. And once this came on, I just, I guess I'm tainted that I, I like that cover better than this cover. And, but it did remind me of like Scott and Punk when like you had that like guy with the, the, like the high pitch voice and like the rushing of like, like, and they did a good job of almost slowing down the song, but also like that drum beat. Doom, 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 doom. Yeah. Like, I, you know. I have to agree, but I would, I, I, there's one thing about this cover that, and, and there was one thing about like, I think all these covers from the punk side of the covers is that voice that from the 90s or from the late 90s, early 2000s, that whiny, like, you know, when I wing Yeah, they all had that, they all had that whiny. I mean, forget about it. When we get the newfound glory, I mean, that's like their, that's like their jam, that, that, that thing. But this one was weird because like, I I like the cover better than the original. The original is good. I don't really love the original. The original is a little like, to me, the original reminds me of why I don't like tub thumping too much. There's something, I, I mix those two things up. But you like to stop with that. <laughs> tub thumping is a Check out a live episode we did on tub thumping. <laughs> you need to take it easy on that. But what's funny about this one was I was listening to it again right before we went on the, uh, the podcast and they jump into Surrender I think at the end, right? Like they jump into another song. Right in the middle. Yeah, right in the middle. Not not in the middle. Right at like, I guess like 30 seconds left of the song. Yeah. They go into another song. Yeah. And I was like, were they bored? And they were just like, oh, this sounds like another song. And like, you know. Exactly. But that's what, I mean, think about what happened on on our episode with Bryce, right? He was talking about bringing LaRue uh, that Larue song into his into his uh, cover set, right? And he said it sounded like he was gonna play it along with Juice by Lizzo, and he kind of like went back and forth. I'm like, well, MXPX just found a way to kind of like put another cover inside a cover, and that was super smart. And you know, I agree with what you were saying, Cadence, and that idea of like you want a cover that's gonna both honor the song but also honor the artist. And I think MXPX. No matter what I have to say about MXPX sometimes, it's like they did that. Like they were able to do that. That was something that I, I thought was really, really clever. All right. <laughs> I mean, you just I like, mean, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see after talking, hearing you guys talk about, it, I'm like, okay, it wasn't that bad. I wanted to crap on this song, like I know normally do. Like right before I talk to Dan, I'm always like, <laughs> I can't wait to just tear this thing apart. And now, like you guys are saying, like, oh, man, I can't, I can't really go against it. They what? did do a good job of making it their own. They made it punk. Uh-huh. They made it ska. Yeah, and they added that like, I'm gonna get drunk and come. Like yeah. I don't know, it's like dr- getting drunk in the original song. Dude, tell you the truth, I don't know what's in the original song. I don't remember it. I remember (laughs) the original song. I remember the original song really, you know, pretty well. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember the drunk part. Neither do I. So I was like, was that like a punk way of like making it their own? Like, Uh, you know, we're punks. mm -hmm. We do drugs and get drunk. Inserting, inserting the rebellion. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. And MXPX as like rebellious as they can be, but like I think like. The proclaimers, where the original "I'm gonna be uh, 500 miles," like th- they did have the line. There it is. I'm looking at the lyrics right now, and it says, "I'm gonna be the man who gets drunk next to you." Oh man! I right in the first verse. That. So it's right in the first verse, and so they definitely covered the lyrics pretty much to a T. The only thing that they did differently was add that extra, um, tr- uh, that extra cover inside the cover, um, which I think was my favorite part because i think like about like halfway through it i was like okay but then when that happened i was like oh okay you got but that's kind of like you this got song me. like in the middle of this song like you're just like okay <laughs> you know like you got that and you're like okay when is this over yeah. you know like yeah. unless you're at a wedding of course or like you know, and like everyone's like, ah, and like you, ah, what, what, five hundred miles, ah. you know, like they're, they're walking a thousand miles. So like it's, you know, <laughs> Vanessa Carlton will come in with her piano, but uh, you know. There's so many so, songs with miles in it. I know. All right. So I mean, what are we thinking here? Oh so, boy. so Dave, the, the way we test this is we go, is it bad? Is it nostalgic? Or does it pass the test? To pass the test, that means you would listen to it. Like now, yeah. Like it has replay. Like you'd be like, "Yo, this is gonna become part of my playlist." <laughs> so, like, I think for me uh, personally that this just stays nostalgic. Like, mm-hmm. it makes me think of the original song. It makes me think of all the covers that this thing. Uh, it may, it does remind me of like MXPX. Like that voice reminds me oh. of that singer. So, yeah. like, I do want to go back to MXPX and see. Like, do I still like MXPX? Like. I don't know. Do you want to but listen like, to an album with 21 songs on it? <laughs> but they're all the same. I don't know. So, yeah. That's so I'm going to say in my opinion this one stays nostalgic. Mm. It was good after talking to you too like mm. saying, "Well, you nice things you said about it. You got me to say that it's not bad, but it's not <laughs> it's not the first cover of this song that I would go for though." Mm. Okay. Uh I'm going to say it's nostalgic too. I don't think it has a lot of replay value for me. It just like, but it does bring me back to that moment where it's just like getting ready to go to the Warp Tour or, you know, some other show. But MXPX is definitely like a band that I feel like was big when I was, you know, when we were in high school, um, along with like Millen Colin, No Effects. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah, a lot those of these guys bands didn't, here. They, yeah. yeah, they didn't have a long, long replays. Values, no, but. they didn't. They had like Warp Tour replay and then that was the end of that. And then all of a sudden they were gone. Uh, but yeah. they're still touring, obviously. But like, it's just like they didn't have the staying power of like a Blink One Eighty Two, right? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm gonna say it stays nostalgic. It's right on the fence though, because I'm definitely probably never gonna hear this song again, probably for another ten years. 
don't know. think it's ever going to come up again for myself. <laughs> Cadence, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm on the same page. I will, I'll go with nostalgic. Um, I, I, it's not that I might not listen to it maybe once again, you know, but it's not. It's it didn't do enough to re-energize it in me to want to hear it more and more and more, you know. But it did bring back like you know the good memory of the track, and then I enjoyed hearing it with the new a new a bit of a new spin on it. But if I had to choose, if you're if you're making me own one of those three categories, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm in the nostalgia zone. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So moving on to 99 Red Balloons by Goldfinger. Yeah. Right yeah. off the bat, I'm just going to say this. Go, go ahead. Goldfinger man. makes me, just reminds me of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, the one song that they had on there. I already forget. But that's all I remember about Goldfinger. Like, you know, I don't really. The song itself, damn. Play a track. Play part of it. But all right. Well, let me let me just put. Oh, you're gonna like, fax it? Yeah. So we'll, first, let's fax it. Let's get back to okay. the. Let's get back to the format there, Manny. <laughs> I know we're all over. I'm all over the place. Shout out! I'm excited. Cadence here. He's talking but, about doing his own covers. I want to. Yeah, I want to hear what once he's done. So, so let's go. Come on. So, Goldfinger is an American punk rock and ska band from Los Angeles, California, formed in 1994. In their early years, the band is widely considered to have been a contributor to the movement of third wave ska, a mid 90s revitalization in the popularity of ska. So, and Manny, the uh, the song you're thinking of is definitely the song Superman, which was on the Tony Hawk game um, that came out on their album Hang Ups from in 1994 um, around 1994. This, though, the cover of 99 Red Balloons, which originally was written by the um, is a song by the West German NDW band Nina, probably mispronouncing that from their 1983 self-titled album. So their English, the English version titled 99 Red Balloons with lyrics by Kevin McA- um, Kevin McAla uh, was also released on the album 99 Luft Balloons in 1984. Now, this is a hugely popular song. I mean, I've heard 99 Red Balloons. I've heard the original. Um, I have this Goldfinger album that it's on, actually, um, which is uh, Stomping Ground. That's an, that's one of the two Goldfinger albums that I actually own. And um, <laughs> I listen you have to an Stomp- album like you actually have this CD. Somewhere? Yeah, I have this All CD. Right. Um, it was huge. I bought the, the Stomping Ground album and um, I listened to it all the time. And, yeah. uh, and this this cover, I listened to this cover a ton of times. You okay. didn't. You didn't buy this album, Manny. <laughs> no, I probably recorded it off of somebody else's album. Remember, there was uh, a time like people were burning CDs yes, for people. Me, me, and Dave got into like charging people for songs that Dave had. Uh, so we burned a bunch of playlists uh, for him. Wow, for them. I remember we bought like you used to go to like Tower Records and buy like those blank CDs. Yeah, like a whole case. And Dave and I had like a list of things, and Goldfinger was on there because Dave had the album. Shout out! So to I probably Dave. had like their songs somewhere, but it wasn't. I wasn't in love with this band. It's like I said, I played a lot of Tony Hawk, and they were another. They were like a more punk version of of like Everclear. Like they looked almost exactly alike. They had like the singer with the blonde hair, which I is felt weird. Like, 
<laughs> I felt like that they would be. They were like, this is the song. Yeah, that's from Tony Hawk. Yeah. The only reason <laughs> I know it. And then I bought the album. All right, so I felt like they were they were like the reason why Scott might have almost been mainstream. Really? They were going to go there, and then they just fell off for some reason. Yeah. And there could have been a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. Maybe Scott just doesn't get that push that mm-hmm. like other genres do. Like, right. Blink 182 is punk. That became like pop punk. Well, you probably like, call it pop punk now. But like Scott never like got to that Scott level. never like, took off. Z100 wasn't playing, you know. No, they played one song from the Boss Tones, and that was it. Oh yeah, yeah. That never knock. A, I would never knock on wood. That yeah, song. that song. Yeah, yeah. Like, like Cadence, Scott, like was that something that you? I remember we were talking like before we started recording. Like, I didn't you know your exposure to Scott wasn't that much, but you heard this and you heard somebody the real big fish one as well. Like, is Scott something that you? is interesting to you or do you feel like you know ska is like this weird category that's like in the middle of two two categories that's trying to like find an identity because that's how i find scott's is like what are we yeah that's how i it came across as something kind of i don't use like undergroundish almost mm. you know it's almost like you remember house music holy nostalgia <laughs> You know, oh man, we remember house music. <laughs> we did an episode that has not been released yet because of house. Techno, like, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. all over the place. Oh, yeah. You know, house yeah, yeah. went house took off in certain in the clubs, mm-hmm. you know, and among certain listeners, but it never achieved pop. Mm. You know, it never went to full pop, and that's right. how I that's how I or and I want to say like it pop commercial almost or punk right. commercial. You know mm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so mm-hmm. th- that's the way. And I don't know if that's good or bad, but that's the way I felt here too. I felt like I could feel the, I could feel them. I could feel what was being done, but I joke about myself. You know, I'm I got blonde hair, blue eyes. I'm the whitest kid on the block, <laughs> and I was singing soul music in New York City for five years. Right, you know what I mean? Yeah. Today, thankfully, people's minds have opened a lot. You know, but in my first, you know, my first five years, you know, it was very difficult to look like me and break into the r&b scene even though what yeah, i had I to say wow you know I yeah, mean, I, even though what year, i era. even though what i had was credible you know and um i mean i sang at the blue angel in new york city which is the sister club to the blue to the blue note you know and it's wow. the soul club and you know you you do not even think of getting on that stage unless you can bring it that's you know right. yeah so but that's how i felt here too it's kind of like it just never reached that place of full manifestation it, or you know mm. or you know what I mean? It's it was like yeah. it was it was birthed and it it's valid and I I enjoyed it, but it I, I could feel how it it just never went to that next step. Yeah, yeah. Which which I find funny because like Scott has so much going on with it. There's <laughs> it like so much happening. There's classical trained musicians in all of it. There's a trumpet player. There's a trombone player. There's probably a saxophone player. There's yeah. a couple of drummers. There's a singer. Like. You can't sing that high pitched all the time and not destroy your voice if you're not trained correctly. Like the really good ones. So it's like it's not like the the music is terrible. There's so much going on, but it just didn't yeah. break. Like I agree with you. It doesn't break that like this pop, and then there's like like it didn't get to that. And like I said, like the Z100 stage. Like if you right. get on Z100, you pop. You you're like officially mainstream pop. Like 
you know. But and, those are our listeners who don't know what the Z100 is. It used to be a radio. It's a radio it was station. The radio station. <laughs> it's the, oh, it was yeah. the radio station that like any song that meant anything would get played on. And if you got played on Z100, that that was it. Like you got you played like it. all day. Exactly. Dude, imagine Blink-182 in our time. When, yeah. when they hit, Oh, they were a warp tour. They were with these guys. They were with yeah. Goldfinger. And yeah. Z100 picks you up and plays your song. Yeah. Like, you're in a different level of playability. Like, your producers are now like, what? Oh, you've been played on Z100? Like, the Elvis Duran is like, you know, in the Radio <laughs> Hall of Fame. Like, that guy oh is God. known everywhere. Like, that guy likes your song. You're getting paid a lot because that song's being played like yeah. four times in an hour. So, yeah. like, it's well, a, it was. With Goldfinger, was like, I always thought, like, you know, going back to this song, like, they, for this album, they like abandoned their ska. Like it was just all like this was like more of a punk rock album because on, you know, Hang Ups, that album, that was a ska album. This is not a ska album. This is a punk or a punk rock album. Right. And just like thinking about this cover, I, I enjoyed this cover to me. Like I, I used to listen to this cover song all the time. I, this was the my favorite song on the entire album, and at one point I totally forgot that this was even co- a cover song, and I thought that was their song because I was like playing it so much that when I went to the original song today and listened to the original version, I was just like, "This is so, so hugely different than what Goldfinger did with the song." And like going back to what Cadence was saying about the you know the mxpx cover i feel like goldfinger made this their own right goldfinger made this song their own and to me that was it was fun they didn't like they didn't compromise on who they are as a band uh to make this uh cover i agree manny is thinking like he is like i could say <laughs> no I could no say. <laughs> i i liked it i liked it i like that they even put in the bilingual version of it that's right german it was done well I don't yeah. particularly love this song. Um, <laughs> you don't like the original? No, nah, I, I, I never really. I'm not really into the 99 no. Revelance. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Um, but I, I, I agree with you guys on like it, it was done really well. Keynes, you said it before. Like, and I kind of want to ask you, like, when you go into like, I want to do a cover. You're doing it because you like the cover. Or you're like, I like it, and I know that a lot of other people like it. It's a good way to like spread the word about yourself like what it what like makes you want to do a cover um well I, that's a good question i mean first of all I, I have to love the song so like i did al green's let's stay together we all know that song i've loved that song since i was like four years old you know so and i i believe it's it's a good song and i believe people love to hear it um but i think it, at this point i'm singing again because because it's a part of who I am and it's really important to me like when I was 18 to 23 years old I was all about getting a record deal and I became so focused on getting signed because that's what you did back then you know is you know that's all I could think about was getting a record deal and I forgot to I forgot that I actually loved what I did so at this point I approach covers from a, a perspective of do I love the song Rather than, I mean, you won't see me do it. You won't. I'll, I will never sing a song because it's trending. Never. It's just I. I, I don't think I could. I. You know. I, I don't think I have that temperament. You know. I think it also come. It would come across because you probably have different passion singing it than when you sing a song you love because and people will see that. 
Yeah. So then you don't feel it. So the song's not that great because I'm not feeling the passion in the artist who's singing that song because they're just singing it to get the money. That's it. The, the recognition. Right. Where if you actually love it and I could feel it. That's what I'm, lo- that's that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking for. You know, but I want to say about 99 Red Balloons, you might laugh, but I couldn't stop getting the visual of Molly Ringwald dancing, <laughs> you know, in Breakfast Club. <laughs> yeah. You remember when she's doing the Carlton? You remember? Yeah. <laughs> That's, I, I couldn't, I, you know, I'm oh like, get God. that visual out of my head. I'm trying to listen to this song objectively. <laughs> <laughs> no man that's why you gotta that's why we bring it to the test because it, that's it, it. Ha- if yeah. it does that you yeah know, there's, there's you know so where i'm going brings with this us back to those times you know yeah <laughs> you know yeah. where i'm going oh my god that's so funny yeah you know like it always to me it's like i always tell dan like you know a thing is so good and nostalgic where like nostalgia has a way of like smell brings you back in time you know and songs and movies mm-hmm. visually like there's so much to that like that song you're even talking about that movie and like yeah. when you were sitting down watching that movie and like how great you felt watching, you know, those, those movies back then. So mm. it's always good when that happens, when That's, it's like exactly the nostalgia, yeah. like Dan has a drop. It's like, holy nostalgia. Yeah. And I'm sure that will be, that'll be dropped during Somewhere. the edits. Holy nostalgia. <laughs> and you know, I want to just shout out you guys cause doing this podcast and like focusing on the concept of nostalgia. I realized actually how important it is. You know what I mean? Like mm. it's something I think everyone takes for granted. You might have a feeling of nostalgia, but you know, nostalgia actually really generates something good in us. You know, oftentimes. You know, and so that you know, I just want to give you guys a shout out for, you know, for making this platform. Well, you. you know. Well, thank you. When we started this podcast, it's like we, you know, quarantine, and we're like, you know, it's also a good to, way to like also speak you know weekly and and but then also like as we were digging into these things we were just like learning a lot about who we are now versus who we were and i feel like when we do these song ones especially like it's it's really fun to kind of look and like yeah these are songs that we would listen to all the time and like be excited and now when i hear them sometimes i'm like them uh, it just brings me back but you know what it's not gonna get the replay that I used to. I used yeah, to but you know what? On, but what that's I like. like a, that's what's so great about nostalgia is that it it reminds you of like good times when sometimes things are you know looking pretty dark, but like it brings you. It's like that little bit of light in that in that moment. Right, but that doesn't mean I, it's I gonna revive it. It doesn't mean it's gonna be you know you're gonna have a revival of it or whatever. Yeah, like I know like a lot of people like stop living in the past or whatever. It's over. And I get that, but I think nostalgia also, like, it, it keeps people young. It keeps you, like, realizing, like, it doesn't matter how old you are. You could still enjoy things that you, you know, mm-hmm. like, it makes you, like, I always say this. There's a there's a line in, like, Alice Wonderland, the, her muchness. She lost her muchness, you know, mm-hmm. like, because um, you get at a certain age and you just get, you know, life gets at you. Um, and you just lose certain things. And I think, yeah, like, totally. Going back to your past and being... Finding all the the nostalgia and like finding the good times and all that stuff can like bring back like some of the things that you need to like like Keynes, you said it like you're still going after this passion like you're realizing after all this time you've seen it all at 18 years old you were performing and singing and you still want to do that now and you're doing it for a different reason this time mm. and probably even feel so much better and it's bringing that 18 year old self out yes it is like that child again yes like. That must be feel so good. Like the feeling that you get must be just like 
pure nostalgia all the time. Yeah, you? that's it. I'm, do, I'm literally it's doing it. You feel great. That's it. I'm doing it because it's 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 for me. Yeah. When you have life experience, how much greater can your creativity be? This time, I'm just doing it for me. That's it. I'm just doing it for me. I have 160,000 streams on my first single. You know, I mean, I've already succeeded, but that's like, you know, cherry on top. You know what I mean? That I actually got to have that many people listen to my song in over 70 countries in the world. You know? That's because of, because of the time. That's such a great live. feeling too. Yeah. Because now you're also sharing that feeling with other people. Yes. And like you said before, you also want to show people like it's never too late. Like don't give up on that muchness. No. Don't give up on that thing that made you feel happy. And this is a perfect time to take a little bit of break from the show, from this test, from these tangents. I'm gonna give myself a little bit of a plug, Dan, if you don't mind. I'm one of the owners of Lethology Brewing Company, located in Farmingdale, New York. We're in New York Farm Brewery. We're in Nano Brewery. Come down. We got 12 rotating tap handles going. Go to lethologybrewing.com for more information or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Lethology Brewing. That's L-I-T-H-O-L-G-Y Brewing. Thank you. Back to the show. So anyways, so let's night. go back to this. Sorry, Dan. This is their no, tangents. Hey, that's, that's what this podcast is about. We, you know, Someone on, on Instagram, uh, I forget their name. But anyway, they asked, like, what is the format of your podcast? And I commented, tangents. That's our format. Because <laughs> so, we love to hear people talk because it's like, that's what podcasting is. It's a conversation. And sometimes those conversations go places that you didn't think they would go. I mean, that's the power, I think, of like nostalgic songs, right? Like, you know, we we started at 99 Red Balloons with that just that tangent and look where it brought us. Right. And so for me, like thinking of 99 Red Balloons, I would just for me say that personally, I think it passes my nostalgia test. It's going to stay nostalgic for me. Um, I, mm-hmm. I don't think I mean, if you if we were hanging out and you turned it on, I would enjoy it. But I don't think right. it you know, I didn't like it enough to begin with, mm-hmm. as you know, as a song for it to for it to jump that hurdle. I you know I enjoyed the the Breakfast Club feeling that I got from it and and doing the Carlton with Molly Ringwald you know I enjoyed that you know but uh, yeah. but yeah it stays in nostalgia for me <laughs> yeah I'm gonna agree with him it stays nostalgic to me I don't particularly love the song uh, but I'm glad that we got into that whole conversation and on that tangent because of it obviously it does bring up nostalgic feelings I just don't see myself like. It's it's not a song that I particularly love, and the, even the band that did the 500 miles uh, sleep no more. Uh, shout out to them. Um, I'm sure, they're listening to this podcast. <laughs> um, they do a 99, and I love that band. And I still don't. I just can't get to that. I can't get this. The yeah. song is not doesn't do it for me. All right, next one, Dan. All right, next one. Uh, we're gonna give a, a few seconds of this one just because to put it out. Yeah, there. you gotta play this one. Yeah, this is one go. of my favorite ones. Oh, okay. Here we go. Well, yes. this yes, <laughs> we yes. are talking about the cover of the Michael Jackson classic number, like gigantic hit. I mean, I have so many memories of this song because, like, I have memories of that movie he did that this song was in mm-hmm. um, with who was it? Danny DeVito, I think, was in it or someone like right. Like, it's <laughs> that was like, an epic, that was epic an video, epic video. Movie. I love that video, the Smooth Criminal, uh, Smooth Criminal by Michael Jackson, covered by alien ant farm um this song 
you couldn't get away from when this came out. This was on the radio constantly. I mean, I think every time I turned on the radio, um, it just was on all the time, all the video time. Too. The oh. video too, Dan. This yeah. is like yeah. right, still right, right when MTV had videos, and you saw it all the time. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that Fresh Impressions. I was so happy that this was on the list. I was like, this is gonna be my favorite song on the list. I, I can't say you know, MJ produced and came up with so many great songs. Anyone who covers their songs, you're about to, you can't, you need to make this great for you to cover a, a Michael Jackson song like yeah you can't just cover a michael jackson imagine covering man in the mirror okay that's what you know so these guys had to bring it and they had to bring Mm. it hard and make it their own and they did it amazingly i Mm. think like and when i listened to it again i was like oh yeah Mm. oh yeah just like that intro you just played it's like like what like this was more punk obviously than ska yeah it was I would say this goes to what Kane's is like the pop punk. Like this was mainstream. Yeah. Yep. This was Z100 all the time. Even 103.5. KTU might have even played this. And that was a dance. <laughs> dance. Oh dance. my God. Bring it back to KTU, KTU and it was a dance man. station. Oh Dude, my God. Because that's a dance station. That was like your almost, they played house, I think, like late, 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 late. Like they were playing some dance stuff that you only heard at clubs, but you had you had to be on that station at like two o'clock in the morning. Oh yeah! But like <laughs> every once in a while, they they cross over and play like a rock hit. Yeah. Every once that was hit, I think they might have played this song on there because like you could easily then like move right into like a Michael Jackson song. Oh yeah! Like Case, what do you think? Oh, I, I absolutely loved it from from the intro. I I think they killed mm. it. And and let's say that, you know, Michael Jackson was probably my greatest influence in my first 10 years of life. Like, mm. I literally, my first job was cleaning a parking lot. Every every day after school, I cleaned this parking lot. It was VJ's discount store. And at the end of the week, he let me pick out one Michael Jackson, you know, uh, memorabilia. One, the glove, the jacket, the parachute pants, the loafers, wow. you know, I had it all. So when I saw this on the list, I was like, oh, okay, all right, all right. You know, and, you know, and, but I mean, from, from that intro, you just take off immediately yeah. with this song and you never get let down. I didn't mm. get let down the whole thing. I won't, I won't put the, you know, the, the cart ahead of the horse here, but this was, this was a, a, a good one that I really, I really yeah. liked it. What did they do after this? Was this their one hit wonder? Like, cause like. I don't remember any other song that they've done. Yeah, so Alien Ant Farm is an American rock band that formed in Riverside, California in 1996. They released five studio albums and have sold over 5 million units worldwide. The band's cover of Michael Jackson's Smooth Criminal topped the Billboard Alternative Songs charts in 2001 and was featured in the film American Pie 2. Now, I think... I'm going to look for some stats on that cover, but this is, I don't even think I need to look for stats to know that this was probably their biggest hit. You know what I mean? It, it, because one, it was one of the biggest songs for by Michael Jackson. I mean, this is one of my favorite Michael Jackson songs. This is a huge song. So if you're going to cover this song, like everyone said, like, yeah, you got to make it big. And I think they did a really great job of covering this, uh, covering the song. And so I do think that is the most recognizable uh, Alien Ant Farm song. And I do believe it's probably one of the most recognizable covers. As a song, 
it's probably is like one of the most popular alien and farm songs if not one of the most popular cover songs no i, I agree with katie it's like it doesn't let you down the whole time you are like high energy the whole time you're thinking about the original song but you're also getting into it like as its own song like everything the little things that they put in there oh it was so good it was so good it was refreshing <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and then the original obviously is oh, like i listened to like, the original as well i listened to the original um when i went when i was listening to this and the original uh I mean, oh, it brought so me back good. to the to the white hat, the white suit, that that anti gravity lean thing that Michael Jackson did in that yeah. video during yeah. that. Oh, the video, oh the God. video game. Remember the vi- they had of, he had an arcade game. Of course, <laughs> <laughs> of course, I remember that game. That was the craziest game. The fact that like you could be Michael Jackson from Smooth Criminal in a game, but it makes sense because that video is like a whole movie. That was like one of those like big movie ones, like Purple Rain. One thing that I would say about this, and I know like it had like high energy and everything, but when you listen to the original, the original actually had like dips and valleys and like the in the way it was kind of composed. And though I think like Alien Ant Farm made it their own, a part of me was like, as I was listening to the original, still preferred the original. I mean, obviously, because it's like, but but actually for some of these, I don't prefer the original. But I would say like this one, I do prefer the original, but they came out the gate like with energy uh, i'm a big heavy metal fan so like to me i was like thinking they're not letting up this is like a slayer song like they're literally just starting the song <laughs> they're not gonna stop there's gonna be no dip there's no valley they're just like we're here and then it's over and that's how you have to do that cover because you can't you can't let let up a heavier guitar riff in smooth criminal was really awesome to kind of hear and i think that's what made it their own the fact that mm. it be it was this high impact and sustaining, you know, intense journey. It didn't have any loops, you know what I mean? Like Michael Jackson had loops. This was just more you're just you're flying. You're flying. I and I, I enjoyed that. And I went into mm. it not really expecting to hear something like I heard. And I was so biased because mm. Michael Jackson is one of my was one of my legends, one of my heroes. I'm surprised I like it so much because I'm so MJ, you know. <laughs> loyal yeah you know yeah oh i hear you i'm in the same way like i agree that i i prefer the the original Mm -hmm. but i don't hate this song at all to me like i compare this cover with like the atari's cover of like boys of summer and i'm like i rather listen to the smooth criminal cover by alien ant farm than the boys of summer cover by the atari's i feel like alien ant farm did a way better job with their cover than i would say than the atari's did but and last thing, here nor there. <laughs> last thing I think is you know it's it speaks to the the credibility and the and the substance of the original mm. because you can't oh, yeah. take you can't take a shitty song and make it amazing you know but no. you you take you have a great song and then you have another talented group of musicians tackling it. So guys, if you like um, nostalgia podcast, please don't forget to like and subscribe. Yeah, subscribe and like. like Follow us on all social media outlets that you can find us and where you can get podcasts. Podbeam, Spotify, (laughs) Apple. (laughs) I mean, there's nothing more I could say. that This this thing passes to me. This passes the test. It also makes you think of that song. And if we ever had to test MJ, like blows the nostalgia test out of the water, the the smooth criminal. Like, it's just... It's too good.
It's so yeah. good. Yeah. I mean, what's funny is like I I came in here first going, ah, I'm just going to say I didn't really like it and I'm going to make it more just as nostalgic. But like, again, this happens with Manny. Like after having a discussion, I'm just like, you know what? This was a really good cover. And even if I'm not going to listen to it again that much, I can't deny that it was a good cover. Like I can't objectively and subjectively say that this was a bad cover and that it doesn't have replay value. It definitely a hundred percent does. So I'm going to say it definitely passes the nostalgia test. It passes the test for me too. All right. Oh my God. All right. So we're getting to this weird part. To me, this is the weirdest song on the list for me. Um, (laughs) And it it is the cover of Peter Cetera's glory of love by newfound glory. Manny, first impressions. Um, I love New Fine Glory. They do a really good, uh, they have like, I think half of their albums are cover albums. It's one of their better covers. Uh, First impressions is that I don't really love the song, the original song, but I do love what it makes, what movie makes me remember, and that's uh, Karate Kid. Karate Kid, yeah. So for this Glory of Love, original song makes me think of karate kid which makes me think of awesome times which is a great movie and now they got cobra kai so brings me into that whole worm of nostalgia but i i don't hate or love this song because it also just makes me remember like it's really his voice like it's so high pitch it's so fast um and if you listen to the album they all kind of sound the same because his voice is so distinctive, like that high pitched voice is that like, you can't get rid of it. And that was New Flying Glory. Like it's this guy's voice. Like he's like true. What would you call this, Dan? This is like emo sky. This is like emo punk. I don't know. It's like emo weird punk. emo type of punk. But I don't. I don't know, man. I this song. I, this is another album that I owned. I mean, I think everyone I knew owned this album of cover yes. songs. It was like one of those really big cover albums. Uh, they have several cover albums, but this was the one with the never-ending story on it, the the Goonies uh, cover, the I Don't Want to Miss a Thing. This was a big cover album, and I think the- Great cover album, and I butchered the name, not to interrupt you, Dan, but I had to because I butchered the name while you were away. It's called From the Screen to Your Stereo. Yes. So yeah, check it out. It is a really good cover album. But Dan, you're not. It's the it's the one of the favorite songs on the album. Like if you look up Apple to Apple, yeah, it's a star on this. And I think it's because people also love the song because they love the movie. Did you listen to the original? I didn't because I don't like the original. I was saying that while you stepped away. To oh, Kate poor Peter Cetera. <laughs> <laughs> but, I only like the original because it makes me think about Karate Kid, and then it makes me think, uh, yeah, yeah, that's the only, yeah, reason. yeah, that's the only yeah. I, uh, dude, I don't know, man. I had so many internal conflicts with listening to this song. I was like, because this is an album again. Like I said, I listen to it all the time. I had it, I, but his voice is. I think at this point in my life, when I hear his voice, I was just like. <laughs> I couldn't deal with it. And it's so low. It's so badly mixed and produced. This album sounds like they like produce it inside a cardboard box. Like, like our first episode of this podcast cocktail. 
everyone go listen to it but like it sounds like it was like recorded inside a cardboard box like i was just like it sounds so weird to me i don't know maybe i'm just being like but but we played this all the time these are these reasons like we're going back it's just like these are songs we played constantly newfound glory i mean well maybe just a handful man we we only like the handful of their songs they're not it's funny because I, like I said, I went to a concert yeah. recently and they were there and I was back in, I was moshing. Like, this is right before the pandemic. Moshing with newfound glory. And I was like, I lo- almost lost my shoe. And um, I was like, are they that good? <laughs> like, I'm just. That's going to be more. While you're looking for your shoe, you're like, are they that good? <laughs> and, and like, I have to say, okay, so we said it before. You can't do a cover song for a money grab. And I think this is definitely a money grab. Oh, like the whole, whole album, album was a money grab. What did you think, Kenneth? <laughs> We're me and Dan shitting on this song. Yeah, yeah, I was, would love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, it was, a, it was a shock to my system. You know, I was a Karate Kid fan. I got to admit it, Cobra Kai fan. I, I, I was a little set in my preference, even though as a song, like, I mean, I had to sing this song in high school and I didn't like it, you know? So I've, I had a, a good amount of experience with the song. So I, I always like to hear something. Di- I do like to hear something different done, but it, it just it was a little weird for me. That's the only you know I can't ex- I don't know that I have the right adjective for it. But no, I think you. I think it was very immature. Yeah, awkward. High school. A little yeah. awkward. I do like one part. Which what is when they stop playing and every <laughs> and all and everybody's just ah. No man, as if they were yeah. at a concert, and I'm like, it's so sad that I like the part where everyone but that guy is singing, and there are no instruments being played. Right. <laughs> it's just like acapella. This is like one of those things. It was so out there. It's like either it's going to hit it or it's going to really miss it. I think it hit it at the concerts because it's hitting your nostalgic feeling of Karate yes. Kid. Yes. Yeah, they were drawing yeah. on that. Yeah, that's. I mean, and if you go to a concert when they're playing these songs, because like I said, they're they're up to album number three, and like he even dresses up like Elsa, um, from Frozen, and he's singing "Let It Go," and it it's now one of their biggest hits. And I think it's because first of all, that song is a big hit, and people were just found it funny that he's singing that song in a punk emo punk version. I don't necessarily think they love the song. I'm looking at the the uh, facts on the the original song, and it's like the Karate Kid Part Two. That's a weird Karate Kid, and um, but the one thing that I found funny about it's a really weird Karate Kid <laughs> because all the Karate Kids. He one thing I've dies noticed, in it. Yeah, one thing I noticed about every Karate Kid. And he got movie, married. Yeah, one thing I remember <laughs> remind, that reminds me of every karate, uh, that I remember about any every Karate Kid movie is like Daniel gets the shit kicked out of him. And every one, and in part two, he gets his he gets beat to a whole like it, it's unbelievable. And then Karate Kid three, they beat him up again. I'm like, dude, is he that good? Like he dude, should be called Kid the Karate two. Kid. Karate Kid two was like watching <laughs> two gladiators. Okay, people were watching two people almost die in the middle. <laughs> they look like they were fighting in like the Temple of Doom. Like I was just like, yeah. what is happening? What is when I saw that as a kid, I was like, what is going on here? And this song is the theme for that song. It's like one of the big songs. Like <laughs> where did this get played? Probably just the credits. I mean, probably just at the credits. But 
unreal. I would love to see this just played with the newfound glory music. If like you put Karate Kid too, and it's just like, <laughs> like, well, you know what this reminded me of? <laughs> you know, out of all things in the movie, mm-hmm. all I could think about after I heard this cover was they were hitting the drums. Oh, and, you know, oh, and yeah. they were all chanting. Oh yeah. Oh my yeah. God. You're right. You're right. You're right. And I'm like, how is that still in my subconscious memory? That is, I need to go for some psychotherapy. <laughs> no, yeah, man. when I mean, they were like doing that, that thing that with the scene drums, is crazy. Like, oh, yeah. God. And then literally, he always does a move that just looks not like karate. It's not karate. <laughs> he was surviving. Yes, yes. He was surviving at the end, man. Yeah. That wasn't a karate move, and he got his inspiration from the drums, where he's just swinging both of his yeah. arms at the dude. There was no karate anymore. He was just like, I'm. It's either me or him. Did they expect then, him to kill him at the end of that movie? Like it looked like blood sport, where like he was supposed to. Yeah, kill I think him. it. I think it was gonna happen, but then they realized it was a rated PG, and they had to end it with bullet the, back. <laughs> bullet you know, back. Like, it's PG. And that's a nostalgia test tangent. So did Newfound Glory do this well? Um, I say no. Um, I don't even want to call it nostalgic, to be Ooh. honest. Um, I'm not going to say it's totally bad. I just don't, I don't see myself listening to this again. So it's not even nostalgic anymore? No. I think, mm. I think I'd, I'd much rather just like watch Karate Kid 2 and then do that test. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I sung it like once or twice. And I was yeah. playing it most of the time when we do these tests. I, I, I put on repeat while being at the brewery doing something. Shameless plugs. It's L I T H O L G Y Brewery. I was like two and done. I was like, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't with this yeah. anymore. So yeah, I'm gonna agree. I don't think it's nostalgic anymore. I'm not gonna say it's bad because it's not a bad song, but I'm just not gonna play it. It might come up on my Spotify every now and then, or it might just go, eh, you know, just for like, you know, some sort of funny kick. I'll like listen to like 30 seconds of it. But it's, you know, even though it's a short cover, it was long. Um, So I kind of don't think I'm going to be returning to this. I'm going to say it's not even nostalgic anymore. I concur. (laughs) (laughs) I concur. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I can go. Weirdest sound song on this I, album. Yeah, yeah, weird, uh, weird, awkward, and bringing me back to like the death chant scene in, in Karate Kid too. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, we got. Dan, we're here and play the play play. We're the, gonna play uh, like play this a song few first. seconds of this one because I mean, I wish we could play it all. Oh, this was a good one. <laughs> we are finally at our last one. Thanks for sticking through. It's Take On Me by Real Big Fish, oh. one of my favorite ska bands. Yeah. I have definitely seen them um, at the Paramount and enjoyed every moment of it. It's just so happy. It's so happy. Ska I mean, is just, the- real ska is just like a happy sound. It's like uh, Steve Martin said in his comedy album, you can't play a sad song on a banjo. And I think you can't play a sad <laughs> ska song. I think it's nearly impossible for this to be like, all right, we're going to play a real sad ska song. It's impossible. If it's sad, it's not ska. That's a sticker. I totally agree. <laughs> First of all, great cover. A lot of people have covered this song. MXPX. I'm glad we chose this one. It's... First of all, great song. Second, out of all the bands that can define ska, this is like one of my favorite ones. Like always high trumpets, always like the the horns are de- destroy all the time. And like 
I also remember Bryce used to cover this song and I always made him play it because <laughs> I'm like, Yo, play take on me. <laughs> you know, or he always played their other song called uh, she, uh, she Has a Girlfriend Now. Yeah. She has a girlfriend now. Oh, man. Real Big Fish is just so good. And they did such a great job with this. And yeah. Take on me. I mean, how many, how many, how many movies has that been? Oh, my how God. Many, you know, like, so. Yeah. What you, what'd you think? But, who? Either of you. Okay. That's going to be more. I, I mean, I loved it. I mean, to me, like, that's why I think, like, when we were putting together the list, when I was putting this list together, and I was like, this has to be on it. But at the same time, I was looking and was like, oh, MXPX covered this. But you, this is the cover. Like, to me, like, Real Big Fish does the cover well. And not just well, like, they did what Alien Ant Farm did, right? They stayed kind of true to like the music like into the song into like the energy of the song but then they made it their own by making it ska and making it real big fish and his voice after listening to like newfound glory and then i put on real big fish i was like oh it's just like it's not the pitch because i like rush so if you listen to rush Getty lee has a high voice but there's just something of the whininess of that vocal that like was so popular that like listening to real big fish was like oh thank god i was like it's just so it like eased my ears a bit and i was like i love this song yeah this was another real from the beginning just that high energy you know and i love the original i do i love the original and it's interesting because the original is it's it's an up song you know oh yeah but it's not musically driven like this one like this cover so, and right. like you said, I mean, as soon as the horns come in, you know exactly what song you're listening to. And so I love that because in the beginning, you don't know what you're listening to. But then as soon as the horn section kicks in, you're like, it's take on me. So I think it just took that. Li- there was like a little bit of like sorrow in the original one, in a sense, because the, the, just the quality of the timbre of, of the, the lead singer's voice, you know, it had that it right. had almost a dreariness to it. But that that was eliminated here. And it just it just. It just made it like a breath of fresh air. Yeah, they oh, they they're smiling when you hear. This yeah, song. yeah, oh, totally. Like it's yeah, just smiling the whole time. Because yeah. you're thinking of that video, right? Like with the pencil drawings that, like, aha, like when yep. in the original uh, Aha's uh, 1984 version, you remember that video of just like the pencil drawings and like moving through that video, which won a lot of awards. And this song has been in so much other pop uh, pop culture. I mean, it was, you know, according to Wikipedia, it's appeared in the 1997 film Gross Point Blank. It was uh, in an episode of South Park in 2002, an episode of The Simpsons in 2005. I mean, it, in Family Guy, it, it this is one of those songs that just appears everywhere, kind of like uh, Two Princes by uh, The Spin Doctors, which is like, that's in everything. This has showed up in a lot of other pop popular culture and it's just a song that's perfect for a cover and i think and i think a ska cover is like really what's called uh what's called for in my opinion for when you to cover this song because it's already a synth song so you want to like bring it to a whole different genre and i feel like ska is like such a great genre to kind of do the cover of a synth pop song so like it kind of gives it a whole other feel but it can still do what that synth pop does Oh yeah, definitely. I agree. This blew it out. In my opinion, probably my favorite one. That's why I left mm. it to the last one because Smooth Criminal, although it was great and high energy also, but this was just because the band does it for me. This is, 
happy happy genre mm-hmm. uh, you know even like there's even like some like reggae like yeah it's so good yeah it's just so, done so well yeah this is like a lesson of like <laughs> hey do you listen to Scott? like no what do you, what's Scott? oh hold on click yeah so yeah and i think like that's the thing like ska like in the beginning of the podcast we were talking about ska and like kind of like it, how it's lost in this like what is it there are some bands that do really well and i think real big fish less than jake i mean these two bands to me to me those two bands have like really amazing ska bands yeah. and not to forget that like no doubt when no doubt started no doubt was a ska band and so you know no doubt was also really popular really you know powerful ska band until they evolved into what no doubt became um but real big fish i mean is a great ska band from orange county california and who also during that third wave of ska which you know goldfinger was part of but they kept ska instead of goldfinger going into other genres kind of and like going away from ska and like staying in like punk or rock it'd be interesting to also see like why producers don't push ska on mainstream like you get blink 182 and blink 182 didn't really have horns or like even green day but like once you bring up horns like this with ska like why didn't it break it like real big fish is a really popular ska band like they i'm sure they've done really well for themselves they've yeah they have a great following they have great following they gotta split the money eleven ways because it's like a horn for every note. But like it but like why didn't it get to why doesn't it get to that? Well, I feel like there was like a whole push to this idea of like how much ska sucks and then like ska took that on as like its own thing and was like well we're gonna flip this and we're gonna use it you know but i think like people just didn't like it you, there's something that i think people just hate that sound and they just think like, like would you say sublime is close to ska no well mm, they're just california i think a lot of bands from california during that time also had that like reggae thing going like that reggae influence so also they had like that same guitar riff going so i think like they kind of sounded similar but i think sublime moved away from that and they were like their own thing 311 they're not i mean that's a rock band from california like these are like i think california's has also a very specific sound it's funny because when i moved to la and i started i went back and listened to 311 i was like i get it now <laughs> like in new york <laughs> i got i like 311 but like when i was outdoors in november and it was like beautiful and i'm playing 311 and i'm just like i get it like i get it now like this is what this music is for this is where it comes from scott doesn't have the momentum they don't have like that big, they have that one big group, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. And I think people, they just didn't do it well. Like they did it well for like an album, maybe. And then it's just like, maybe the creativity just wasn't there. Who knows? Yeah, I think, I think, I agree. Yeah. Mighty Mighty Boss Tones was, was their breakout yeah. band. And they really, and they whatever. Just... <laughs> do, do you think Scott could, in a, do you think in a future time, Scott could possibly, you know, emerge and, and find find you know uh, a greater reach. I don't know. I mean, let me ask you. You weren't really into it after hearing this song. Do you think you would get into? I think I could listening to more. I do think I yeah. could. Yeah. I mean, I think with the more ways of getting music now, maybe there could be a a bigger reach. But I don't know. Like, I think what popular music right now is just rap and pop music. I don't know if ska fits into it for some reason. I don't. I don't know why. 
Well, I don't know why. I think because Rock doesn't fit in at this point. Like Rock is so having such a hard time kind of like emerging, right? I mean, I think Manny, you and I talked a little bit about this on another episode and we talked about like well, what band, what rock band really is there? And we, we landed on like the killers and them killers. being like, to me, I would agree almost like the last gigantic big rock band, like from the early two thousands or whatever, that is still around putting out great albums, putting out great music and they have a wide reach. A band like 311. You could say Bastille, but like, yeah, but I think people just hated ska so much. Like, I think the punk scene just was like, no. Like, and I right, think there was right. such a in battle, such that, a like, territorial to, thing. Oh yeah, when I went to the Warp tours, like the ska bands, everyone was just like, oh, here we go, because it's like it's a fun music and it's making fun of itself. I think with ska, it knows both. Like, it wants to have fun. It doesn't take itself seriously, but they do the music well. Where like with punk. And even like early 2000s or late 90s punk, like it was more of a you can make it more anthemic. Like you can't make these songs anthemic, I guess, or they don't want to be or it, it just is like so specific. People don't want to be that happy. Right. Right. Yes. 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 <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah. I, I think I think you have a point. there. <laughs> they're like, they're like we want melancholy sad songs about breakups yeah. you could, you're talking about breakups but you have horns and trumpets behind it you're like uh, right you know, right like, right yeah people want their emo uh, they want their goth they want yeah their- yeah oh, exactly no yeah. could ska in with the resources out there today and the the reach the ability to you know you don't need to have the the management the you know the 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 record label, the A and R, the distribution. You don't the the radio stations. You know today you really can carve a path for yourself. You know I wonder if I wonder if the resources of today would have benefited them. You know mm. back in back yeah. in the, their high point. I think so. Yeah, maybe like put it like a ska TikTok song because <laughs> yeah. you could definitely do some crazy videos with that those horns and stuff so i don't know well one thing is I, I was interesting one thing i'll say is like one band that like has done well and they're not ska but like they were in that california and i keep bringing them up is 311 like they have an audience a very very loyal following and they do their own tours and they've you know create their own products and stuff like that and they know who their audience is so they're just like they play to their audience they still Every member of 311 is still in that band since the beginning. And the thing is, like, they just do what they do and they just keep making music for their audience. And if more people listen to it, they listen to it. But I think they've, I think for bands like that, like ska bands and rock bands like that from, and from that, from that era and everything, when you finally accept the fact that like your audience is this audience, let's make music for them. But then hopefully other people come in, you start making really great music. Cause I think some new three eleven is really great, but I think they just, they just know who they are and they just know what they want and they just put it out there. I think with ska, hopefully that's what bands are doing. I mean, less than Jake is still touring and they're still killing it. So I think like they just put new albums out and they just see who's going to come. And I don't just think, I think it's just not going to break because right now it's not, it's not in the conversation, you know, the idea of like rock or, or, or ska or punk. I mean, it's just not the most popular thing. People, I guess, can't dance to it really and, and things like that, you know? So, I mean, I don't know. You do dance very weirdly to ska. Yeah, you just flail around. He just flare alert. Yeah, so it's not really a club yeah. hit. No, it's not, it's not really a club, club hit. Like, you're not playing it at a bar, I guess. Well, yeah. you play it at Lithology. L-I-T-H-O-L-G-Y Brewing. 
I read a book recently about like entrepreneurship and like finding your clientele and like always taking care of them. Yes. And as long as you're taking care of them, you're doing what you want to do. Yeah. And the rest happens. Yeah. And normally what will happen is that more people will know that you're taking care of people and they would want, they'll want to listen. So I guess like what you said, like with 311, it's like, we know where we are. We know where we stand. We're making music for these people. And then more and more people probably came in and now they've obviously if they're still original band members now oh yeah they've they've done really well Mm -hmm. as a career yeah they didn't need to be the pop star that was around for a moment they were like we're making hits and we're making amazing music and we're going to constantly make amazing music and we got even better because we've had what how many albums did 311 have a ton like you're talking about ten thousand hours (laughs) so many albums hundred thousand hours like you know, and if you've ever gone to a 311 show, it's tight. It's like, oh, yeah. That drum solo that they've been doing for years. They're it's great. like, even though they've been doing it for years, when I've I've heard it twice and I'm like, I can't wait to hear that again yeah. live because they're so good at it. Yeah. Just like, you know, our guest right now, you know, he's probably taking that on now is saying, like, I'm just doing it for, because I love it. Mm, so, yeah. and look how many views you got from your first, was it your first week out? My first uh, first the- first four weeks, yeah, we had one hundred sixty thousand streams. Singles broken, yeah, that's amazing. And that's a nostalgia test tangent. Wow, that's so great. real big fish, Manny. Real quick, I'm saying it passes the nostalgia test. Passes, passes. Yeah. Oh, I, there I we nice. go. Yep. Wow. So we just All tackled right. the list of ska punk covers. Um, I didn't think we were going to get this deep with Scott and Punk. I, I, can just I feel like with the, with every podcast well, we episode, get we get deep and like the, the tangents. people. <laughs> Dan, Dan, we're not shy. <laughs> the, ta- the tangents are amazing. This episode was just like it's so many amazing, like amazing things happen in it. I can't wait to. And we didn't think we were going to bring we bring anything to the table with our, a musician here, but uh, I thought we did. I thought it was great, and I loved hearing your story. Yeah, I loved. I love that you're back at it. Mm-hmm. And so the new single comes out June 4th. this week. June 4th. Sign me up. Awesome. Yeah. June 4th. Yeah. And what is it called? Sign me up. And are you, is there going to be an album soon or is there going to be just a couple of singles? We have two more singles lined up for after Sign Me Up. So I have a, a June 4th, a July like 11th, and an August 13th. Dropping four singles first and then hoping to nice. hoping to have acquired what's needed to take it to the next level and, and drop an album. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Cadence, thank you so much for being on. I, Thanks for having this me, was guys. So much, oh, this was so much fun. And yeah, why don't you tell our audience uh, where they could find you, um, you know, where they could follow you. Yep. So you can, I have, I have a website, cadence13.com. Instagram, I'm on Instagram and I'm on, and I'm on TikTok. And so, and I have a YouTube channel. So on the oh, YouTube wow. channel, uh, just to briefly answer, I started to do covers, you know, because it takes time to put out a single. You can't just, you know, I, I can't just write a song and put it out. So right. from the from the writing to the putting out is probably like two months, you know, but wanting to begin to find people who would resonate with me. I thought I would start to cover some of my favorite songs. So I've got like 10, maybe 10 songs on my YouTube channel that I covered. And um, and Broken is there as well, my original first single. And, and Sign Me Up is June 4th. So Apple Music, Spotify, you know, all the all the streaming platforms. So you, you write and produce and sing the song? 
well, I, I co-produce. The producer of Broken and Sign Me Up is Brandon Van, Van Allen. So, um, and we, we co-write and co-produce. It's funny because he's in Texas and I'm in Virginia. So we collaborate via oh, Zoom. Wow. You know, wow. so I, I record here and then I send it to him. He then then he joins me and then he'll he's pretty intense. He's amazing, but he pulls the best out of me. <laughs> and he's he's such an incredible musician and he's got such an amazing ear that if I'm like the slightest bit flat on a note, he's like, you know, we gotta take that again. We gotta take that again. You know, and and he, because he's a voice coach, he'll tell me what I'm doing wrong. You know what I mean? How why I'm singing it wrong, why it's not coming out right. Mm. So it's just it's an incredible an incredible collaboration, and I couldn't I definitely would not be where I am without him. Oh you know? wow, that's so amazing! Wow, yeah. congratulations! Thank yeah, you guys. And thank you for coming on, and we'll Anytime. put all of yeah. Oh well, we're gonna I've, we're gonna make that happen then because you know <laughs> yeah, we're gonna put can make him test the uh, Karate Kid all yeah. of cadences. Or, uh, yeah, we're gonna put all of cadences. Uh, <laughs> Social media and the website and YouTube page will be in our show notes uh, so you can check everything out. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And we'd love to hear your thoughts on these five cover songs, these five cover uh, songs from Sky and punk bands. You know, did we get it right? Did we get it wrong? Follow us on Instagram at The Nostalgia Test on Facebook at The Nostalgia Test. Join the email list on the website at thenostalgiatest.com. And suggest a test. We're always looking for new new ideas for a show, new ideas for a test. You can click it right there on the website. We have some amazing snap episodes. bracelets. Well, I have a snap bracelet. But we were <laughs> <laughs> we have some amazing episodes coming up, so stay tuned. And uh, thank you everyone for listening. And once again, thank you, Cadence. Thank you guys. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Please subscribe to the Nostalgia Test podcast to know when new episodes drop. Don't forget to leave us five stars and a positive review so more people can find the podcast. Share your thoughts and memories on today's topic on our Twitter, at Nostalgia Test, and on Instagram, at The Nostalgia Test. Tune in next time, because you never know what pop culture will pop up on The Nostalgia Test. <laughs>